And I'm Shannon. And welcome to your inner shelf. This week we're talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuinston. Shannon, do you want to start us off with a quick little summary? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what happens when America's first son falls in love with the Prince of Wales? When his mother becomes President of the United States, Alex Claremont Diaz was promptly cast as the American equivalent of a young royal. Handsome, charismatic genius, his image was pure millennial marketing for the White House. There's only one problem. Alex has beef with an actual Prince Henry across the pond. And when the tabloids get a hold of a photo invo- involving an Alex-Henry altercation, U.S. and British relations take a turn for the worst. Heads of family and state and other handlers devise a plan for damage control. Stage a truce between the two rivals. When it first begins, a fake, Instagrammable friendship grows deeper and more dangerous than either Alex or Henry could have imagined. Soon, Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret romance with a surprisingly unstuffy Henry that could derail the presidential campaign and upend two nations. It raises the question, can love save the world after all? Where do we find the courage and the power to, the, to be the people we are meant to be? And how can we learn to let our true colors shine through? Wow, excellent. What an amazing summary we've got right there. Uh, We all love a good enemies to lovers, or at least I do. Um, So let's jump straight into what I liked, because I liked so many things about this book. Um, Shannon and I sat down to talk about, like, what we liked, and we were both, like, everything. Um, So this section's going to be a little bit long. Um, To kick us off... Uh, I really liked the characters and their relationships with each other. I thought they were really realistic. Um, A lot of times you read books with siblings and the relationships are not accurate at all. I have siblings. Shannon has siblings. A lot of times they're not real. And, like, I know how most siblings tend to behave with each other. um, But I thought their relationships were so, so realistic um a lot of times in books once the main character gets a love interest the other characters kind of fall by the wayside but that did not happen here at all I loved it so much um oh I also really loved okay we all love a good meet cute um if you don't know what a meet cute is it's when the characters meet for the first time and it's really cute it's called a meet cute there you go you got it um so Henry and Alex, their meet cute is really awkward, like so awkward. They so they first met for like the first time prior to the book at like the Olympics or whatever. Um, but in the book, their first meetup, they are at um, the royal wedding, the royal wedding, yes, in England. Um, and Alex like goes to grab Henry's shoulder. He's very drunk and he's trying to pick a fight and Henry like shoves him off of him and they both end up tripping and falling into this $75,000 wedding cake. And that's that's the huge scandal that like breaks loose and um kind of sets off their like love uh journey basically. But I loved it. It was so super awkward. But it was 10 out of 10. 
I cannot wait for this book to be made into a movie hopefully one day because it's going to be so amazing and so great. I love it so much. Um, oh, one of my favorite parts. There is a point in the book where Henry gives Alex um, his like signet ring. I think that's how you pronounce it, signet ring. Um, like his like royal fancy ring saying like, oh, he's the prince or whatever. I don't know. I'm not English or royalty. Um, but anyway, so Henry gives it to Alex and it's such a cute moment. Um, essentially, oh, I'm giving you my heart. Um, it's so, so cute. I loved it so, so much. Um, yeah. Shannon, what, what do you like? I know you also like everything, but what, what specifically have you got? Yeah. I'm a real big fan of, um, like, um, like Sarah said, the characters, I really feel like they are, again, very believable. Um, as someone with seven younger siblings, I agree that the sibling, um, aspect really turned out. Alex and June very, uh, are very, like, uh, they almost complement each other in different kind of ways mm-hmm. and bring out different sides of each other that I really enjoy. It's a very playful relationship. It seems very genuine. Um, I really, honestly, I really like a lot of things. Um, I like that the, again, romance starts at a $75,000 wedding cake, uh, getting destroyed. So awkward. But yeah, uh, I really like, there's a couple of scenes, um, in the beginning of the book, um, where they, whenever, basically what happens is after the cake gets destroyed, they have to stage this friendship for those of you who have not read the book necessarily they have to stage this friendship and it's between both the white house and the crown and they're like hey guys you guys look like enemies right now which technically they were um but they had to fake it fake it to make it guys and um they had to sit down and they had these lists that they sent to each other so you got henry's favorite things and you got alex's favorite things and they both had to read you know, both of these and then stage, I think it was like two Instagram posts and they had to stage, um, uh, different like meetings and they did it like an interview on air, I believe. And so, um, one of my favorite things is whenever Alex gets this list of, um, things that Henry likes, he says that his favorite thing to eat is mutton pie. And I feel like it's, one of the most British things you could pull out, like after like the whole like bangers, bangers and Nash or bangers whatever it is. That they yeah, whatever it is that they call it. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like a meat pie. It's so yeah, boring. it's a meat pie. If you like mutton pie, no hate. But yeah, they also bring up that the fact that his beagle is named David, which I think is really funny. You later find out in the book that it is David Bowie, but like you could have said David Bowie. So You're sounding funny. real lame there. Um, Alex mentions at, um, I can't remember which part of the book. Um, he says down with SeaWorld. Um, he says no to SeaWorld. And I also really, really love that they bring up Star Wars. Um, there's a scene, um, where Henry and Alex are at a hospital and they're visiting cancer kids and they're talking about, Henry's talking about Star Wars with someone who has cancer and, um, the kid's like, oh, I like Layla or Layla. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Leia. (laughs) Sorry, Layla's one of my best friends. Um, shout out to Layla. Um, but they're talking about Leia. And um, he says that his favorite character is Luke because Luke is good. And as much as I'm enjoying that, um, 
you're wrong. It's Han Solo. There's no other like ifs, ands, or buts. Han Solo is the best character. You can fight me on it. Um, and he also gets points for being a fan of Ewoks. I know I'm really going heavy on the Star Wars, but it's really important to me as a reader. And Shannon's um, nerd came out. Yeah, Shannon's nerd's popping out here. Um, Alex is correct for liking Empire Strikes Back more than Return of the Jedi. So good on Alex, but better on Henry for liking Ewoks. Um, I really like that scene. Um, I like that the relationship between Ellen and Alex and June, um, Ellen is the president of the United States in this, um, in this book. Um, Ellen is just, I really enjoy her character, even though that it's, her character seems a little unrealistic in the fact that she's Texan and a Democrat and like super accepting and she's the president. Um, but I do think yeah, that... Yeah, she was almost too chill. She was too chill. Like, I love her. Like, but yeah, a little too chill. But I like that her relationship with her um, kids also, I feel like it comes first. There's several scenes in the mm-hmm. book where Ellen sits back and she says, you know, I'm turning off my phone. I'm doing whatever. They have these scenes where they have um, pizza all together and have dinner on, like, I think it's Friday nights. Um, pepperoni and mushroom is Alex's favorite. Questionable, but... I'll let him have it. Um, he has no taste. No taste. But I, I really like that they kind of um, dumbed it down, like, in the sense of, you know, we're going to make this not only a book about love, but we're going to make it about family, too. And they really include that very, very well. I only, I wish we had seen more of Henry's family. You get to meet his sister and his really awful older brother and the queen and everything, but they don't really spend a lot of time. I wish that whenever Alex had gone over to meet Henry that you could have seen some more of that, seen some more of, like, the royal family and that kind of thing. I think it could have been yeah. fun. Yeah. Henry has a brother? Yeah. Philip? Yeah. Philip's the yeah. older brother. Philip. And, like, you see, like, their interactions, but it's mostly Philip being a complete knob <laughs> and Henry being like, I'm just going to ignore you. Like, that's all you get from that. Yeah. It would have been cool to get more. I would have loved to see some more, like, like um, you get some political intrigue with um, the American side of it, but I would have loved seeing some um, royal family stuff, too. But that's that's okay. Um, another, I'm almost done, I promise. I'm really dragging on here. Um, <laughs> but um, there is also a mention of june is um tweeting back at uh the at henry and they're talking about the 2005 pride and prejudice movie um they get kudos for that because it is amazing the hand flex scene if you know what i'm talking about we're with it um jaffa cakes i want to try them um they get a lot of mention by henry as his like favorite snack um he eats them in bed at night um he eats them with like tea and cookies whatever really want to try them we'll come back to you if we can find some next episode and let you know how how we liked them um i really enjoy they never actually say zendaya but there's a mention at the um christmas or it's i guess the day after christmas party that is held for all of um all of Alex and uh, June and Nora's friends, um, they mentioned this, like, Spider-Man actress. They keep, like, bringing her up. This new and upcoming, like, Spider-Man actress. It's Zendaya. You can say it. She's a queen. It's We're here so for funny. it. Um, but, yeah. And then I really I really enjoy um, the, the turkey scene. Um, I think it was really well done. Sarah, I know, has a lot of feelings, but shout out to Cornbread and Stuffing, the two <laughs> pardon turkeys. And then I feel like I'm missing something here. Oh, the entire Cornetto's scene, as someone who has lived in Germany um, and 
Europe, Cornetto is like a really big ice cream company. And I liked that little plug. Like, I don't know if that was a sponsored thing, but it's definitely tasty ice cream. And I, I am love that scene here for so it. Much. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Oh my God. We'll get to that later when we're talking about favorite scenes. But I definitely think that all around, like, it is a very uplifting book. And it's definitely um, really fun. Um, oh, real quick. I forgot the other thing that I was mentioned that I forgot to mention. There's a lot of texting and emailing scenes. And I really, really like that. Um, both Alex and Henry in their replies to each other at the end, they quote different, um, old historical figures and they use excerpts from their letters. And, um, it's basically, there's a couple, there's Michelangelo to, um, Tommaso, I think I'm saying his name correctly. There's one from Eleanor Roosevelt to Lorena Hickok. Um, I like that even if necessarily those historical figures weren't seen as sapphic or gay or anything like that, that they have kind of made that like, like kind of made that hint. Like maybe there's more to it than um, is letting on because I feel like that's genuinely how people back in the day were whenever they were afraid of coming out and they were afraid of saying that they were gay. Um, so I really like the old historic f- figures in their love letters and how they work that into the email and texting. And I think it's really, really cute. So yeah, Sarah, what do you not like about the book? Uh, well, uh, so while we do love this book, it is a super fun read. There were some things that were just not it for me uh number one this is probably the biggest thing uh would be the ending uh shan i know you have a lot of feelings on the ending also i just i felt like it was it was too perfect um so end of the book spoily season here uh end of the book they're like outed it's like a whole big thing it's a really big scandal uh they decide to come clean to everyone um and Alex ends up and Henry end up like meeting together in the White House to like talk things through get it over with they're talking about like oh like do we still want to go through with this do we want to be out in the open they both agree to do it um and then it's the the last page of the second to last chapter uh, the last line is, or the last two lines are, they have to figure out how to do this for real now, how to love each other in plain sight. Alex thinks they're up for it. That, to me, is a perfect ending. Totally could have ended the book right there. But instead, the next chapter they jump to, four weeks later, uh, Alex's mom is um, still on the campaign trail. They're working up to get her reelected for another term. Super cool. I'm super there for it. But I don't think the chapter was absolutely 100% necessary. I think they totally could have ended it before. Um, Again, spoiler alert, she ends up winning. Uh, And then Henry and Alex are, like, together, and it's so cute. And he takes him to, like, his childhood home. It's adorable, but it's too perfect. I like a more ambiguous ending, uh, especially with something where they've gone through, like, trials like this. Um, I just think it was it was too perfect. It was too clean cut, too nice. Um, yeah. Um, another thing, I wish they had more soft moments. Um, a lot of the time in the book, Alex and Henry have, like, really intense uh moments together um but I wish we had seen more of them just like 
hanging out with each other and like talking and we do get that through like emails and texts and they have a couple phone calls and stuff um but I do wish we could have seen them like go to the mall or like go to the movie like undercover like it could have been so cute uh so I, I kind of feel a little bit robbed there but I think that's what I've got Shannon what about you I know you have some feelings yeah I have um quite a bit of feelings actually <laughs> Um, but yeah, kind of piggybacking off of what Sarah said is the ending is too perfect. You get a, like a re-election campaign that was gone awry with private email servers. And, you know, during the campaign, your son gets outed and, you know, it's this big like press release thing. And I feel like it just wasn't believable enough to me. I feel like if this were to happen in real life, it would be a complete dumpster fire. Like there is absolutely no way. And the fact that all of this happened within one campaign, like it just, it's not believable to me. Like you could not have had all of these things happen and then her still getting reelected, even with everything that came out and, you know, everything that got cleared up. I still don't think that it's real or believable especially because the election like when they're like counting the votes or whatever they're like oh we only need to win by like this much and then alex goes out and makes like this really big speech and then all of a sudden they win i'm like "Mm." yeah it's yeah exactly like there's just all of these moments that were added that just didn't make her like a viable candidate not in the way that all these things that happened were necessarily bad but that like yeah whenever they're counting votes the polls have closed like even Alex making that speech and everything like that that wouldn't have had any effect on uh yeah it's just it bothers me um but that's okay the queen is like you know super homophobic and you know you deal with Ellen who wasn't Ellen heard Alex come out and Ellen did what you're supposed to do and sit down and be like you are what matters and this is what matters and it doesn't matter to me and I love you just the same Ellen actually made a PowerPoint. And it was yeah, Ellen, queen of our hearts. But, like, it's just, you, mm, mm. like, obviously, I want every parent to be an Ellen. I want every grandparent, parent, great-grandparent to come out and be like, yes, I love you, and I accept you for who you are. But it, like, ugh, it just wasn't. Um, but, yeah, um, so, Sarah, moving on, let's, let's push that all away because I don't like thinking about it um Sarah favorite scenes and quotes what are yours so many um before we do favorite scenes and quotes actually I had one more thing that I just remembered that I liked so um I really liked how much representation was in the book um obviously it's two guys falling in love so you knew you were gonna get something um but I really like specifically that um henry the prince is gay and then alex specifically is bisexual um and there is a really really good part where ellen um the president like made like a binder or something to help with like um something with the campaign and alex like flips to a page when he's trying to like figure out his sexuality and figure out like what's going on um and he flips to a page in the heading and it's all about lgbt uh q youth um and the heading is the bee isn't silent a, cl- a crash course on bisexual americans um and i just thought that that was something that was really cool because a lot of times in books that does get glossed over um and i just Absolutely. i i can just imagine that that is that was like really 
like a like an I've been seen moment to any like bisexual person who's reading this book so I thought that was really cool um a lot of times with in terms of like representation in books you do get like race is the representation but sexuality is also a yeah you get one or the other they're either gay or they're yes. lesbian or they're trans like there's no there's like, no in between everyone uh, uh, does there's no queer the there's no bisexual yeah, yeah no absolutely um, i agree with that completely i think that was really well done yes, that was that was great um okay moving on to favorite scenes uh my favorite scene i have two super super favorite scenes that come to mind um the first one is their first phone call together They've been arguing, um, and they've been, like, texting back and forth, like, playful banter, like, making fun of each other. Typical, like, typical, like, fifth grade teasing someone because you like them, but you don't know you like them, basically. Um, And this is well before Alex knows that he has feelings for Henry. Um, But it's right before Thanksgiving, and Alex has gotten himself into a pinch. There's turkeys in his room, and he's absolutely terrified of them. And, like, he just calls Henry for no reason. It's, like, 2 a.m. his time. Um, and he, so he calls him, and they just have, like, the cutest, like, bonding moment ever. It's it's so pure. It's so cute. I love it so much. Again, shout-out to Cornbread and Stuffing, our little turkeys. Um, but, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. And then my other favorite scene is Shannon talked about a little bit earlier when they were in the storage closet together. That was also my favorite scene. I'm sorry. I know it's really uh, cliche. It's a super big trope within the YA, like, community, um, being locked in a closet or a room or whatever together. But it was so cute because it was within, like, the first, like, what, 70 pages of the book. Um, and already you're like, wow, the tension um and it was just really really cute it was really really wholesome I really loved that but yeah Shannon what's your favorite scene okay so I'm gonna do real quick um kind of not really my favorite scene but like my favorite quotes and things that I liked that were Mm -hmm. like little small scenes um yeah I really liked the first phone call with the turkeys cornbread and stuffing they were so cute the gobbling all of that really cute scene really liked it um as your resident Taylor Swift stan, I have to point <laughs> out um, Nora whenever she – they're at this Christmas party. And I can't remember what Nora's trying to get him to do. But basically, she threatens that he, she was going to RSVP Alex to go to Taylor Swift's 4th of July party, um, which she was renowned to doing um, until up until 2016. So, um, yeah, it was, it was like a cute moment that I was like, yes, you go girl. Like, RSVP him. He'll have so much fun on that water slide. Um, for favorite scenes though, I will have to say, um, I think mine is, um, during, um, Alex's first visit to the, um, to Buckingham Palace, they get caught in the kitchen together. Like, um, I can't remember why Alex is going down there, but I think he hears a noise. So Alex goes and looks and Henry's in the freezer, deep diving for Carnetto's and they're having ice cream on the counter. And uh, Alex takes a photo because they have to Instagram, I think twice during this visit. So they they make it into a whole Instagram thing where they're like, you know, oh, look at us hanging out, eating ice cream together. And previously in the book, Alex mentions that he doesn't like wearing glasses. And it's like this whole big thing about like, you know, he doesn't like people seeing wearing glasses and everything like that. And at the end of the chapter, whenever they're finished talking and having their cute little moment, they um, 
uh, Henry comments and he says like, hey, Alex, cute glasses or something like that. And I think it's really cute because you're definitely seeing like kind of an, like an exposure of like you were having this moment together and then you're acknowledging each other in pajamas, being vulnerable, being together. Really cute. Really liked it. Um, and then I think my favorite quote, ooh, this is hard, but there's a, um, I believe it's an email, um, not a text message. And basically it's after they're together and everything like that. And Alex and Henry are writing back and forth to each other. And Alex is reading some of um, Alexander Hamilton's wartime correspondences. And he's, he's thinking that maybe um, in a letter between Hamilton and Lawrence that maybe they, that Hamilton was by is essentially what he's saying. And he reads off this letter and, you know, basically he's saying, um, uh, Hamilton is saying the whole is mass and fools and knaves, but, almost except you and you know I hate everything except you and Alex says to Henry thinking about history makes me wonder how I fit in one day I guess and you too I kind of wish people still wrote like that history huh that we could make some and I think it's really cute and it's kind of like a a um they they end up making history frankly at the end of the book um maybe it's a little too rose-colored glassy but it is still history um (laughs) for them and it's still really important and I think you know I was kind of harsh about you know whenever I was talking about things I don't like and that it is kind of you know unrealistic but I think it's unrealistic because we're living in a world that it seems unrealistic that everyone deserves love and everyone gets to love who they want and I wish it wasn't like that and I wish it was different so I take back my previous statements that maybe it wasn't too bad but it's still it hurts (laughs) it freaking hurts I wish everyone knew how loved they were but yeah so that's probably my favorites if I had to be honest I had to be honest um mine are a little less profound i suppose um, it's okay we're here for it it's your opinion you. you're deserving um, so my first favorite quote uh comes from chapter five it's right after their first kiss um henry like pull and alex are like like when they kiss um they're like standing outside it's on new year's and henry is like trying he's like being really vague about his feelings for alex alex has no idea um and then henry just swoops in kisses him and then immediately yeets himself out of the white house and like flies back to england like that night like homeboy really ran away from his problems um and so you think alex is gonna be like freaking out about it or whatever um but you're like maybe he'll play it cool no uh the first line of chapter five coming in as my top favorite quote from the book is so the thing about the kiss is Alex absolutely cannot stop thinking about it and I love that because I think a lot of times in books um a lot of times with male characters you don't see that like vulnerable side to them where they're like thinking about someone and fretting about it and worrying about it but Alex straight up like worries and like texts uh Henry for like a month and Henry just ghosts him and Alex is like freaking out and I love that quote for that reason um and then my second favorite quote again I keep talking about when Henry gives Alex the ring um but that to me was so cute it was so beautiful um so my next favorite quote comes from that scene at the end um Alex takes the he he keeps a an old house key Um, from his OG house in Texas on a chain around his neck. Um, And so he's flying back to America. He takes the chain uh, and he puts the ring on. 
Um, and so the line or the quote says, they clink together gently as he tucks them both under his shirt, two homes side by side. And I love that two homes side by side. So cute. We love to see it. Um, but yeah, I think those are my favorites. Oh, and then the Cornetto scene. I told Shana this earlier, but in the Cornetto scene, it's so funny. Um, the line says, he leaves Alex standing there alone in the kitchen, the box of Cornettos sweating on the counter. That's not my favorite quote, but I thought it was so funny. I made, I like to annotate my books. I legitimately made a note that was like, oh, that's not the only thing that's sweating. Because the tension and the imagery in that scene was so good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's oh. it's a really cute scene. For those of you who haven't read the book, please read the book. Like, Go read the book. Read it just for that scene. Yeah, read it just <laughs> for that scene, honestly. Like, it's it's a really cute, really well done LGBTQ love story. Like, there is, you can't say that it is, isn't written well. Um, because it, 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 I feel like it really does show like the realness of each and every single one of their characters. Like they really have body and they really like, like Sarah was saying, like Alex and Henry are both vulnerable at different parts in the book. And Casey does a really good job of showcasing that and making it so genuine. And I really, yeah, I really appreciate it. So their relationship was really realistic also, especially I think in the 21st century, we are in the age of hookups and casual dating um and that's what they start doing at first they start just hooking up and alex is like oh like it's not too serious and there's a line where um they end up hooking up and then they fall asleep in bed together and alex is like oh um alex forgets that they don't spend the night that's not something they do because then it makes it real or something like that um and like i just i love how they evolve from just casual hooking up to all of a sudden they're in love um and near the end alex is like yeah i'm a thousand percent sure of you uh and i just think that that's so cute it's so relevant to today's like dating culture yeah it's yeah, yeah i think it's we really love well to done see it. so yeah no it's super cute i really liked it um but yeah what is your rating what is your snail rating Ooh, this is rough man um I tend to not want to give everything a five out of five because a lot of times I rate books like right after I read them. So I'm still coming off the high of them. But this one, TBH, is like a four slash four and a half out of five. Like it's pretty high up there. I've read it, I think, three times by now. Um, and so that says a lot if I'm willing to reread a book more than once. So, yeah, four slash four point five out of five. What about you? Um, I would definitely say it's more of a 3.54 for me, but mostly because of you know, what I was saying before. It's like, it's just, I, I want it to be a little bit more believable. Um, but again, it's super cute. I love the characters. They they get you really involved. And we didn't touch on like, you know, like Senator Luna and stuff like that. Like there's a bunch of characters that we didn't mention that like, they each have their own little bit of depth and add something to the story. And I think that that is what makes a well-rounded book. And it's, it's not just your protagonist. It's absolutely the like scenario that you're in and the situation that you're in so absolutely I thought it was really cute I really enjoyed it I've read it twice now Sarah's a little over eager there um because <laughs> she just got it like a week ago uh, God Sarah's bless her. a little obsessed God bless her but yeah no I really like it I'm glad that I own it like it's really cute um but yeah so 3.5 out of 4 for me all right well Shan do you have anything more to say about red white and royal blue um the only thing that really comes to mind now that I'm thinking about it is um there <laughs> here we go again um there's a Taylor Swift song that reminds me of this book 
in so many different ways, but it reminds me of Come Back Be Here because they there's an entire line between like new, being in New York and being in London and it reminds me of this relationship and every time I listen mm-hmm. to that song, I can't think of these two characters. Like I can't not think of these two characters. So Come Back <laughs> Be Here is the soundtrack for Red, White, and Royal Blue. If you want to listen, hit me up. I'll send you a link. So there's that. I love that. Well, uh, then that is going to conclude this episode. Next episode, we will be continuing our Twilight series. Thank you, everyone who tuned in uh, two weeks ago to hear us talk about Twilight. Again, one of our all-time favorites, terrible books. Um, next week, we'll be continuing with the second book in the saga, New Moon. Um, Shannon and I have a lot of feelings about it, so stay tuned for that. But we will also be joined for the first time ever on this podcast by a very special guest, one of our very dear friends, uh, who also has a lot of feelings. Yeah, about a lot of moon. feelings. Um, and spoiler alert. And opposite feelings. She's so. team Jacob. So we will be discussing New Moon, and I'm super excited about it, um, even if we do have a team Jacob in the studio today. So... We still love her, despite despite her Jacobness. Yeah. We still love her. <laughs> we can get past it. She's got other redeeming qualities. Absolutely. So. Um. But yeah, stay tuned. Join us there. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. Um. Your support means everything to us. So. Bye. bye.